Listener Production. Footy Talk podcast time, and it is a bumper edition. We talk all things MCG surface, concussion, Tom Brown's take on an interesting look at fashion. Can't wait for that. A potential Rat Pack v Nathan Buckley game coming up. Two special guests in studio, Heshaw and Dave Hughes. Bumper edition Footy Talk podcast coming up next. Footy Talk podcast time for your Thursday, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. And I've got a guest in studio today, two-time All-Australian, 325-game superstar from both the Collingwood and GWS Giant Footy Club, good mate of mine, half of the show that is world-beating, that being the Heater and Daisy Show. Hey, Shaw, welcome. Thank you very much. That's an impressive resume I have. It certainly is. Yeah. Not many people can say they're a legend of Collingwood and GWS either. I argue that probably none can. Yeah. Has so anyone else done me. that? Lockie no Keefe? <laughs> Lockie Keefe, he didn't play a lot of games at Collingwood and hasn't really played a lot at the Giants. So, so. the legend might be a yeah. bit of a stretch. 150 at each club too, so that's a pretty good effort. That is, considering I, member I go around just carrying on that I played 100 at both mm. Collingwood and Carlton, the only player in history, but I assume you're the only player in history to play 150 plus at both clubs. Certainly have. Excellent. Um, we have a real appetite for footy. Are you excited by this season? Because oh. you're not the biggest footy head, let's face it. When you played, you didn't really give a stuff. Now that you're out of the game, do you care more or less? I, I actually think the build-up to this season has been pretty average. Okay. I don't know why, but I don't think the, pre- the practice games weren't advertised that well. Um, they just sort of went about their business. They were out in the country, which is good for the country leagues, but... They haven't really built it up that much. This week, coming off a long weekend, rolling into Thursday night footy, obviously it's a sellout, but um, yeah, it hasn't been that big build-up what it usually is. Do you reckon that's because for the best part of the last fortnight you've been at lunches getting pissed and you just haven't seen it? Because the rest of the footy world is going berserk. Tonight's a sellout. Tomorrow night is a sellout as well. Gather Round's a sellout. Anzac Day's already a sellout. The appetite's never been greater. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's that's it. <laughs> but I just wheel. haven't really seen much of a build-up. So I'm looking forward to tonight and tomorrow night and Saturday night games. They're big, big games to kick off round one against some big t- big clubs as well. What are you making of your two former teams' chances this year? The Pies, very good last year. GWS, pretty Puopolo. Uh New coach, new expectations? Yeah, I think the Giants will win probably eight games around that. They'll beat some teams that are below them. Um, they probably won't push the big dogs. And then the Pies, it's going to be a little bit tougher, tougher draw. Mm. Maybe the, the the close games don't swing their way and they might not win as many as they did last year, but I still think they'll play finals. I think they'll finish maybe six, seven, eight. I put it out there the other day that Toby Green could win the Coleman medal this year. Well, he's playing the first five games. Um, <laughs> which helps. Which helps this year, not having a not having an but extended you, you've break. you've seen him up close and personal. That isn't the wildest thing you... You never no, throw out there. One on one, he's one of the best players in the league. Um, the only problem is he probably gets double teamed because they don't really have the big key forward. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Jesse Hogan and Harry Himmelberg, who aren't the big lead out, Jeremy Cameron, Jason Dunstall types. Um, <laughs> Jason Dunstall. God, bung <laughs> Blast from the past. Because um, if Toby got the second or third best defender, then there's no doubt he could average three or four goals a game. He got the third defender, best defender one time against Carlton. 
and was kept at five disposals and one behind in a 100-point loss. I, of course, speak of myself, his lowest ever uh, <laughs> possession game. The MCG tonight's been a big talking point after the Ed Sheeran contest. Let's have a listen to what Dimmer said about that. I went to Ed Sheeran, it's well worth it, as far as I'm concerned. That was an unbelievable concert. So whatever condition it's in, don't give a as long as we get it here, that's a big win for me. So Dimmer couldn't give a stuff about the surface, Heath. <laughs> what, it's surely the MCG. They are professionals. If it was at Marvel, I'd be concerned. The well, MCG. he would give a stuff if it was Marvel because he doesn't like going yeah. to Marvel. So he's Too happy far. to be at the MCG. Correct. He will play there no matter what the surface looks like. I think we've got the professionals out there. Let the bakers bake the bread. They're going to get the, they're gonna get the um, ground right. Let, and it's going to be fine. Let the bakers bake the bread. Yeah. That was a Jeff Walsh saying? Jeff Walsh saying, yes. Just let... let People do what they're good at. Was his other famous saying, that's why the uh, rear view mirror's smaller than the windscreen, because we're looking forward, not back? Might have been. That's a good one. I might uh, use that. I'm going to write that one down. Well, you can, because Ross Lyon, of course, is back in the media, and we love everything about Ross. But he's already one press conference in, reeling out some Rossisms, having a listen to this one. Really, it's yesterday's fish and chip paper, isn't it? We got on the front foot. There was certainly no forced apology, and there was no apology. The fish and chip paper. <laughs> now, do you reckon Ross has had fish and chips in the last decade because it's no longer made out of newspaper? Yeah, well, yeah. That is very, very old school of Ross. Get up with the times. But I think it might take three or four weeks for him to blow a fuse because yeah. I don't think the Saints are going anywhere fast. It's a real honeymoon period at the minute because we all go, the Saints are going to be crap. They've got a lot of injuries. We almost let him go at the minute. If a few bad losses early on in the season... I think the narrative changes pretty quickly. He doesn't accept mediocrity. No. Um, so I think after a few losses, then then Ross could blow up um, in the media or at the media, one of the two, at a press conference. That'd be nice. We'd love, Good viewing. We'd love to see that. We were talking about this the other day. So we were reminiscing on a Jay-Z question to Mick Malthouse when he said, do you reckon your players came to play today? Oh, he and, hates that. And man. Mick rocked up and went, no, what do you reckon? They came to play marbles. <laughs> so we look forward to that. Uh, Tom Brown, of course, the number one news breaker in the game, chief of football there at Channel 7. He was breaking stories last night with the seriousness of something that would have been probably described as the Eston drug saga. Instead, he's going with the AFL players having the option to rock up in casual clothes to a game. Now, AFL players, I can reveal tonight, discussed this idea at the recent captain's meeting. Some of the top players, including Dangerfield in the game, now specifically pushing for this concept. That is the right to wear their own gear to the ground. Of course, uh, players would get an earn from it. Clubs are a little bit reticent at the moment, just want to protect their own sponsors. But players could even specifically push for this right in the upcoming collective bargaining agreement. That's a big story from <laughs> Tom. Things that won't happen. The seriousness <laughs> in which he delivered this was world class. It's just, it's not a big story. It's not a big story, but it and it won't happen. The clubs won't allow it, will they? They're Definitely so not. protective of what you're doing, Sponsors. what you're rocking up in. And you talk of the sponsors in terms of we had Adidas. If someone rocks up in a Nike top because that's a personal sponsor, trouble. They'd be going big abs- trouble. Remember, I couldn't use the black this black hat. Couldn't have because it had no collar had no or sponsor. sponsors on it. So I got a sticker and just stuck it on there and wore it the next week and then just took it off when I got inside. I remember 2010 grand final, the first week, I rocked up to the ground with an Aqua Pura bottle, mm-hmm. like a one litre bottle, the ones they chuck out. Not for a not. sponsored. 97 cents. The AFL tried to find me. I got a call. Please explain. They were trying to find me because I walked in, obviously, on the telecast. And no, once, Mount Franklin. And once you get out of your car, apparently you're deemed to be in the sponsors area. Ooh. 
there you go. Well, you I'm, didn't even get a free bottle of water. I mounted a pretty decent case to the AFL that I also didn't arrive in a Lexus or a Toyota, Lexus being the sponsor of the club at that time. I rocked in in the mighty Nissan Navara, so they could fair dick and go and jam that uh, right up their clacker. Um, sponsored post. It was. Uh, <laughs> another one of my sponsored posts. Carlton Draft, you would have seen the sensation this was last year. Not yeah. the beer. You were No, no, I've seen that constantly. <laughs> um, but it was great. It was a great concept, great idea. I loved it. And I you... didn't get invited, but I love the fact that um, giving back to the local leagues and the country football leagues who are struggling. It's a good question you to get invited because you would be, like me, a perfect candidate. You love sitting there having a couple of uh, pots around and watching the races on a Saturday afternoon. So Definitely. maybe we can reach out to the good people. But... My point is, Nathan Buckley's put his hand up this year. He's old. He's 50-plus, I'm led to believe. And he will try really hard. And there could be a hamstring calf. So I put this to you. We're going to find out at some point who he's going to play against. Yep. Do we wind up the Rat Pack, who he's sacked most of, Yep. and go play for the opposition? And then flog him. <laughs> and just five-man tag him. <laughs> Thoughts? I, I thought he's a genius. I don't mind that. I think I think the opposition club would be pretty happy with with that one. They go, oh no, we're playing against Bucks. But then Swan, Thomas, Didac, Johnson, Tarrant, Tarrant, just rock up, sure, just load up, load up the midfield, load up the back line, and then just charge forward. I'm not sure how that's going to work with the point system. No, don't worry about it. That's just minor details. That is a minor detail. But in terms of it's all a, about content, in terms of a genuine idea, that in last year I saved the campaign. Let's be frank. Only person to win out of how many? Ah, uh, well, Silk won, but his team won. My team hadn't won for a thousand odd days. Sorted that out in two that's hours. A, that's a big dream. I think we could go <laughs> and maybe sort of do a side deal with Carlton Draft as a little bit of a. Uh, it would be good promo. Yeah, content is king. We love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the show the other day. We we're talking about a story involving your good self, and it got a really good response on the socials, on the TikTok. Uh, of course, you can find us on TikTok at Footy Talk Pod or on the Instagram at Footy Talk underscore Pod. Was talking about our Macca's card and the perks. <laughs> we're speaking of sponsors just before. You actually, in it was your, a great sponsor. In your words, for, and for I told professional athletes to get <laughs> sponsored by McDonald's. When you have to, the body's the temple, um, they, were, they were just playing with fire. And I told the story of how you left Eve one night, wasn't happy with the queue at the City Road McDonald's there, so you wandered to the front and declared to everyone you'd buy the Maccas. How many yes. times do you reckon you did that before you got your card taken off you? Well, I, I managed to get not only my card taken off me, but everyone's All card. Yep. Um, and then the next year when they were handing out the cards, anyone whose skin folds were over 50 didn't receive a card. Mm. And then they put a limit on how many times you could use that card. So it was only once a day you could use it. Not that professional athletes <laughs> would go to Maccas every day, but it's just the random act of acts of kindness, which like, I really appreciate. I've got a story from the weekend. I was in Adelaide and I it was going there for the Adelaide Cup and it was on Monday. And I went for a run in the morning. Hang on. So you got there Saturday I got there Friday afternoon. Friday for, for, for your Monday. Yeah, yeah smart. Preparation just, is key. Yes, definitely. And so I went for a run and I was running the streets of, of Goodwood in Adelaide and I, f- I just stumbled across there's um, a lady in the gutter and a, the walker, walking frame on the ground and I'm okay. like like running and then obviously I stopped to help her up, helped her up, walked her across the road, sat her in a cafe, got her a bottle of water, got her a coffee Said, you okay? Yep, sweet. And then kept on running. Um, and I thought that was really nice of me. And I thought, I'm going to have a good day at the races today because of that random act of kindness. Back the winner of the Adelaide Cup at 26 to 1. So 
just throwing it out there. If you if you're going to do something today, do a round of act of kindness to somebody um, because karma is a thing. There you go. What was it? Rebel. Rebel racer. Rebel racer. Any relation to Rebel Raider? Yes. Did that win an Adelaide Cup too? Derby. Derby. Oh, there you go. Well, there you, well done to you though, because that is a nice thing, and you probably are a little bit misunderstood in the footy world because everyone looks at uh, Mister mis- Misdemeanors. We'll probably call them uh, probably some of them more serious than others. Mm-hmm. You are a rather sensitive sort of guy as well. I do have a sensitive soul. I'm not the emotional brother. My brother's the emotional one um, out of the two. So there's like a fifty-fifty chance when I missed out on that part. But I am a bit of a sensitive soul. I'm a slight romantic as well. Ooh. I'm very, very good at buying presents for birthdays or anniversaries or Christmas, whether it's my nieces and nephews or loved ones, whatever it is, elite. How is the romance scene going for anyone listening out there on the Footy Talk pod? Are you single? You can say slow and steady and the, the slow part's probably probably the main part. <laughs> More accurate than the steady. Yeah, definitely. So I'm 37 years young, um, still living like a 21-year-old, which is a positive. Do you reckon that we both have got a complex that we never really thought we'd get above 30? Because I don't feel – I'm 35 and I genuinely feel as if I'm 27. Like I – We don't look that old. We, well, yeah, I think around younger people we're starting to though, which is the issue. Yeah, especially when I go to footy train at East Killer and I'm playing with 18-year-olds <laughs> yeah. and I'm genuinely 20 years older than them. But you're leading the pack in terms of taking them to electric and still living like you are, 27, 28. Oh, yeah, I, I picked my – pick my battles, but um, it is good hanging around with, with the youth out there and teaching them about football, footballing life. And then you've got to do the on-field, you've got to do the off-field as well. You can't just go half in. So um, I do enjoy the banter in the in the locker room at East Kiel, like you would at a footy club um, when we played AFL level. But the banter, the guys that have gone to work all day, had a rough day and they've rolled <laughs> up the training with their, their tradie kits still on and they just love footy. That's why they're there at five till eight o'clock training after a long day's work. It's bloody impressive because we got paid far too much for far too long and we really didn't want to go to training most days. These blokes work full time getting two fists of bugger all to rock up and play. Yep. And they still do it with a smile on their and face. And they do and they love it. Love every minute of it. A slightly serious one before we round out and move on to a big guest coming up in the next segment. Ooh. Concussion. Concussion's been everywhere throughout the AFL world. We've got Max Rook coming out, and he's going to be leading a class action against the AFL. Other players putting their hands up, up to 60, we believe, in this space. You got your head kicked in a lot. One mm-hmm. of them famously against Kurt Tippett's knee. Yeah. Had bleeding on the brain. Yep. And came back after four games. Yeah, four weeks off. What, um, what's your take on all of this? Yeah, it's a bit of a... What do they call it? A Pandora's box. If you open it and the class action gets up, then whether you've had one concussion or you've had 100 concussions, um, there is a case for you. So for me, I think concussion is a part of the game and it will be, unfortunately. I think a lot more these days the AFL look after the players or try to protect them from concussion. But if it's going to get to a point where there's going to be class actions, people suing the AFL, I think it will be... As of 2024, if you want to play AFL and you want to get drafted, your contract says in it that you will not sue the AFL. I think that's the only way that the AFL can protect themselves and the clubs can protect themselves. Um, as I said, I think it's a lot better now than it used to be. Um, a good friend of mine, Paul Seedsman, yep. has been declared unfit to work. Yeah. So he can't even work. He's not playing footy. He's still on the list at Adelaide. He won't play. I don't think he'll play again. Um, but he's declared he, unfit to work. Like his quality of life is 
not ideal. Can't no. be around bright lights, can't no. exercise too much, constant Nothing. headaches. Yeah, and I was with him on the weekend and talking to him about this and he doesn't actually know. He's not a part of that class action. He yeah. said, I understand it's part of the game, um, but he has a missus, his missus is pregnant, so he has to look after his family. So I don't know what the process is for him going forward, but yeah, it's, it is massively grey. I think the education is the interesting part in and around this space because when we started, if you had a broken arm, you get taught how to rehab it correctly. It was clear that you couldn't go back out and play. If you had a concussion, it was like, well, if you sort of know where you are, unless you're out cold, get back out there. It's a badge of honour. It's tough. We got taught all about diet, how to prepare in that sense, Mm -hmm. soft tissue injury prevention. There was no real education and I'm not completely sure at Clubland there still is in and around this space as to how serious this is, symptoms to look for, sort of, and, and I guess the compounding issues if you do go back out and then the higher risk you put yourself in because, you know, we all were concussed at some point, I, I would say, the early yeah. part of our career and you just roll back out there and we're like, oh, well, I can't really remember that game, how to play. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the scary bit because you actually, sometimes the most innocuous knock. Yep you can actually get concussed and then continue on playing. And then you've seen the, obviously the really bad ones, which I had. Um, I came back after four weeks. Probably probably shouldn't have. Bleed on the brain. Bleeding on the brain. As soon as the bleeding had stopped and it was like scarred up, scar tissue on the brain, they said I was right to play. Um, And that was the second opinion. The first opinion was 12 weeks. Second opinion was six. After four, I felt like I was right to play. Um, It was my choice. The doctor ticked off on it. Got through the game okay, um, build confidence in, in that after a few weeks, but looking back, I probably should have taken a bit longer off. Well, because that, um, that's ideal. a competitor. Like, so as a, as a footballer, you think your job is to go out and play football. You need people in and around you and in your corner, which is the club doctor, professionals in and around that, making more informed choices for you. Because one, we don't know, we just want to play. Yeah, exactly. I think every player wants to get yep. back out there and play. And they, it's hard. It's hard it's, I think it used to be harder to say no. Then now, I think now if you're feeling off, you can say no and doctor goes, yep, sweet, no dramas. They go through all the tests and all that. But it's it's a it's an informed decision by a lot of people which makes it grey. Mm. It's the player who wants to get out there but doesn't might not exactly know what's right for him. It's the doctor, it's the club. And then sometimes it's pressure from the coaching staff to, to actually get back out there and play because you're a, you're a good player. Well, it's a, certainly an ongoing issue and no doubt this won't be the last time we talk about it. You are listening to the Footy Talk podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. Don't go anywhere because after this small break, we're going to have a Carlton tragic, very funny man, arguably a number one through three ticket holder, Mr. Dave Hughes in the studio. This is Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. Now, Heater, mm-hmm. we've got a special guest, not just you today, who's wandered into the studio. He's very nervous. He's very nervous, not just because of the caliber of this show, but also his team does battle tonight. When we think of Carlton, we think of their number one supporter, and we think only of Mr. Dave Hughes. Hughesy, welcome. Thank you. I thought you might have said Andy Lee or Sam Pang, but no, me, and I appreciate that. You look so excited about the game tonight. I'm already angry. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already bitter. I'm already thinking, why? Why? What are your expectations, though? Last year, 
Mate, eight, eight and two, you would no. have been sitting there booking grand final tickets, Only. and I know you're a big buyer of grand final tickets. I am. I've bought probably tickets off you. I've bought tickets off every <laughs> player that wasn't in the grand final. Uh, Heath, you wouldn't have been selling them the Giants, you? Do you? No, because no, no, no. you would have had your family there. Yeah, but um, I, I uh, last year we had a really good preseason, Carlton. We won mm. our preseason games. Wow! And we went on to beat Richmond in round one. Uh, this year. We beat Collingwood. It was a weird game in pre-season. Yeah, and then Sydney shit. slaughtered us. Remember when you were five and zip last year? Mate, I remember. And the hope. I remember when we were in the finals till about a minute to go in the last round. <laughs> the second last round and last round. The two worst days of my life. Uh, so I am, well, I'm, I've been angry for six months and I just hope the team are angry. I just, I just want them tonight to get out all their bitterness and all their sort of sadness into... Playing good footy. Do you go along or do you sit at home with your fish and chips? Are you no, still a fish and chip boy? I, I'm a chip guy. I'm gone vegan, but don't hate me. But um, <laughs> you know what? I'm actually doing a stand-up comedy gig for the Melbourne Storm uh, at Olympic Park before the game, and they're all going over there to watch it. All the Melbourne Storm guys are going to the MCG to watch the game. Are you going home? Are you? What are you doing? Are I you don't know. I, I it's don't... easier to turn the game off when you're at home. I, I know. and uh, You can't turn it off when you're there. No. I know. My son wants to go, but he's got basketball training. I said, mate, you've got to focus on your own future, you know. <laughs> Stick with basketball, <laughs> not footy. <laughs> so I'm not sure where I'm going to go, to be honest, but I, it's a Richmond home game as well, and it's hard to get a ticket. It's sold out. It. Well, I've had to borrow some tickets off Heath. Really? I texted the footy club, a 100-game player, and said, could I have four tickets? They said, get nicked. Yeah, hey. you got to get to 300 oh, and get whatever mate. you want. Well, we can't all get to 300, no. Well, so we not. can't. Uh, one <laughs> bloke who is playing a milestone, he's Jack Silvani, yeah. famous footy family. We've obviously got royalty in the football world across yeah. the table from us. Yeah. yeah. 100 games is cute. Yeah, I know. All right. So you told us off there. How many is your family? How many have they played? Well, the fa- my family, the Shaw family, we were the first family to hit 1,000 games. Does that include your uncle or not? Yes. Uncle, dad, brother, and myself. Are you the best player in your family? Definitely. Mm, same. Are you the only one with a premiership? No. Nah, uncle Tony got one. Of course, are you, of course. Are you he the was best, captain, man. Yeah, are was. you the best player the best in your ground. family? I, I, my dad was a, a good player, he told me, yeah. So he was. if he hadn't done his knee, he would have played. Yeah, <laughs> that old story, <laughs> that old chest, chestnut, knee, ankle, whatever it was. But do you love Sauce? Do you love the no, – as do, a historian and a Yeah, I, no, man? we love Sauce and he, he's heart and soul for Carlton and, and all the Carlton uh, faithful know that. So And he's very handsome and, you know – <laughs> Does that, that make you better? And his mum's hot and <laughs> – his dad's still hot as well, but he now is. he's with the opposition saying, Kilda, he's like hoping they win. That's well, disgusting. Well, not only that, mate Ross. he's gone with his mate Ross and he's taken the cash and you're still talking about cashies, so we can't, none of us yeah, can no, begrudge him for that. No, what that. about the player Caminiti? Yeah, so well, he trained with the Blues. Yeah, and, and Jack apparently told Dad that he's a really good player and so Dad has got him now to go to St Kilda. <laughs> Nicked him. Well, that's, that's some in-depth recruitment from, mm. from uh, Stephen. Yeah, I'm, I'm not loving <laughs> that. She's going to handball to him, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> I'm not loving that. You Saints know, are so, happy with anything at the moment? Yeah, well, I, we don't need St Kilda to do well this year. I live in St Kilda and I, I just don't want them happy. I can you know? nearly guarantee that they won't. Yeah. Oh, but maybe they'll do better than Carlton. I'm so nervous about Carlton tonight. <laughs> Are you, well, are reckon, is that, is this every Carlton supporter? This, this is, is every, every single Carlton supporter well, this is, is nervous, excited. This is years really of years of you, disappointment. If you want to infuriate a Carlton supporter, go the, up to them today and say you're going to win tonight. <laughs> it will, and Daisy, Perfect. you did that. You think we're going to win? I couldn't be more confident on the Blues tonight. Oh, oh. That's, that's what they call spitting in the put sky. Him in, put them in my top four as well. You know, really? we like to do the predictions. Oh. Yeah, I've got them top four. 
really? Big plans. Big plans Mate, tonight. we missed the finals. I don't like this. I want someone's ringing me. Shut up. Yeah, Go take away. the call. It could, it, it could be TV week. It could be TV week. I've got an interview coming well, up with TV week. <laughs> TV week. Oh, but now, no, we're great. It's great. It's great the footy's back. Great. You guys are on. You two are fantastic together. Yeah. Just like yeah. 2010. Don't Replay. Know. We you were know? very good. We were both good that day. Our show, our show got sacked, so we won't speak about that. Um, <laughs> that's why we're here. That's why we're no, here. Well, I'm talking about you here, guys. Oh, thank we're you. living oh, in the moment. Okay. What about, <laughs> did you see the news that the Carlton shop got broken into? Yes, I did, and I, I just... What are you ho- possibly stealing? Mate. Or wooden merch, spoons. <laughs> Daisy. No, no, merch. merch. No, <laughs> this look. round one, they're like, you know what? I can't afford it because the tickets are too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Memberships are too expensive, so I'm just going to go pinch a couple I'll of jobs so what, I can the, wear it tonight. Look, I hope it is hopeful Carlton supporters. That's you a know, Collingwood so. thing to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, generally Carlton supporters will just smash the windows at Carlton because we're so angry. So, but, <laughs> but hopefully they're smashing it because they want the memorabilia because it's going to be a big year. Oh, God. I'm, I'm just, is, is it worth it? The stealing it or uh, just getting excited? Is everything worth it? I don't know. Is it? Have you been waiting for this game for six months right. and you're hating every minute of? Today. I hate every minute of this being is, a supporter. This is sensational. It's do you terrible. get to if they do win tonight? Do you get to enjoy it for? Well, you're in 10, shock. 15 minutes? As a Carlton supporter, you're in shock. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like last year, the first round where Carlton came good in the last quarter. That and was a shock. It was so weird. When, <laughs> They're playing good football. What's going on here? I what know, have they it just done? went on and on and on until that last round and that last minute of that last round. Got the cats in round two as well. So oh, this becomes God. a very important. Zero and two. <laughs> <laughs> good news is I think you got Adelaide North after that, so it should be at least d- two d- and two. No, mate. We were meant to beat Adelaide last year and we didn't beat them and we missed the finals. You can't assume a win. What's your greatest memory then? You speak of all the negatives. Surely there's some highs in there. It was 1979. <laughs> were you guys born? No. I was minus eight. No. I was, well, yeah, I was minus six. We beat Collingwood in a grand final. Yeah. By a couple of points. My, my dad was playing in that one. Raymond. Yeah, one of four that he lost. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> so he's like a Carlton person. <laughs> he lost four grand finals. You just lose games. Imagine losing four grand finals and that's it. They were the good old days. And then I... both your sons come and win one. Oh, oh mate, yeah. your, your dad's sadness makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Husey, we wish you all the very best for tonight and the season. Try not to get too wound up, yeah, mate. No, I'm be tr- confident. I was not going to be wound up in that last game against Collingwood last year. I said we've, it's, our, it's the last round of the year and oh. it, it's like a final and, and we, were, we were down there early and I thought, good, I'm going to leave early. I'm going to just get, beat the traffic and then we were up by four goals. Mm. And that last quarter when Collingwood came back and won. And the I, AFL even cheated and got Crips off so that you could win and play finals. I, everything, everything worked for us, mate. And I was walking around outside the MCG. It was a cold Sunday night. And I rang my wife and I said, I can't get on a train. I can't do it. <laughs> she said, where are you? I said, I don't know. <laughs> you were in the streets. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Husey. All the very best to your side tonight. We can't wait to see what they produce this year. This has been the Footy Talk podcast for your Thursday. Tune in again tomorrow as Joey Montagna and I break down and review the game from last night. Plus, take a look forward to the weekend's footy action. It's a Footy Talk podcast. Listener.